0: And okay, here we are. We are live. What's up, guys? This is Disc Golf with Dylan. Tonight, we have another awesome guest. This man has 66 career wins, with two of them being A-Tiers, a current member of Team Discraft. currently lives in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and someone who I actually personally have had the pleasure of battling it out with a couple years ago. What's up, Ziggy?
1: How's it going, Dylan? How you uh how you holding up on these uh winter evenings? I hate it. Whatever.
0: Yeah. We're going to California too. this weekend actually. We're me and my girlfriend are randomly we're just going to we're going to LA. I'm going next weekend. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going this weekend for uh, two days. See yeah, a beach it's... or two, enjoy the weather and come back to this crap hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. If you were going next weekend, my uh my dad lives in Huntington. Could have Hung out, hung out in some uh, nicer weather. That would have been, that would have been, that would have been, would have been really awesome. What are the odds, though? <laughs> no, I know it's, it's, hilarious. February always is like, I don't know. By the end of February, I'm just like, uh, the the winter has defeated me.
0: At that point, I'm like just over it. Yeah, I'm getting to that point, getting to that age now where it's, I'm just gonna fly, fly somewhere and enjoy it. It's my first time <laughs> flying, so first yeah, time I'm flying, right. wow. Yeah, so see see how that goes. Hopefully, some anxiety medicine can hold me through. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. My my girlfriend, she has a real tough time flying.
0: So yeah, I just feel like I'm just I just think I just I just have like crowd anxiety. I am claustrophobic. I think I'm gonna die, pass out and die. Freaking weird, but I should be okay. You know what I mean? I should be.
1: Fine. Yeah. If not, no. What can you do? Maybe have a drink or some Xanax. You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, drink woods annex, that'd be a freaking blackout.
1: Yeah, my girlfriend, she uh still cries after How can you do that? No, I uh planes don't bother me. Like turbulence don't bother me. But if it's like like driving in the snow or rain, that bothers me a lot. But planes yeah, I'm, are
0: cool with Yeah, I'm kinda um yeah, like I, I feel you there. Yeah, I'm bad at uh bad at uh driving at night. Like when it gets like like I said you Feel like claustrophobic, and you just feel like I don't know. You just can't. Don't feel like you just don't feel like like you're in control. You know what I mean? I hate that feeling. Yeah. The um, the,
1: the like if it's watery and the the headlights reflecting off the stuff it's just like I'm. Yeah. No. Like there's like. Yeah. When when a car is driving by, there's like a moment where I just can't see anything. So that's right. fun.
0: Up well, off the anxiety topic. uh What are you doing? How are you right now? So. You throwing or are you still you still injured? How is this going about?
1: Yeah, so I, I tore my shoulder at the end of May, actually the day before my first uh Michigan tournament or first spring oh. tournament. Yeah. Oh. And uh so then I was able to get surgery in July, end of July, and shoulder surgery is awful, in case anyone was wondering. It's pretty much uh terrible there's no no positives to it just being honest (laughs) um and then they said tentatively april i'd be able to throw hard um but not to take that as like set in stone just like a possibility so continuing to work uh work out do my workouts try and push the limits a little bit every day and uh just kind of see how things go i started uh putting right-handed about a month ago so i've been putting right-handed once or twice a week uh, and man it's 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 so strange to you know play disc golf your whole life but, i mean since i was 11 i'm 27 so two-thirds of my life uh mm-hmm. and then just not be able to do it at all for a significant uh period of time and then you know having trouble getting a, a putter to the basket from 30 feet is is quite humbling it, right
0: uh, right-handed or left-handed that's that you're having trouble with
1: uh right-handed I actually played lefty uh, for the three months leading up to my surgery and like huh. I'd say I'm like a solid am 2 left-handed and uh
0: right, there you go
1: yeah I, I was I, I want to get a, another PDGA number and play left-handed but I don't... <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's
0: kosher or not. So. <laughs> Might be against the uh stand the PDGA rules, I guess. Scott still. <laughs> I'd be
1: like Coven Ziggy instead of Ziggy beer Coven. That'll be my uh left handed alias.
0: Birkovin. Birkovin.
1: Birkovin. So
0: when when do you think that you'll be when you think you'll be throwing full power?
1: You know, they like I said, they said tentatively April. I feel like it's going to be uh, a little longer than that. I'd imagine May, I'm hoping. And then I hope to be able to compete uh, by late June. Okay. Like, my, okay. my birthday is June 19th. So, like, a, a goal that I kind of had when the whole thing started was to be able to play a tournament before my birthday. So, right. That
0: would be cool. I'm not going to
1: push it. Yeah, I'm not going to push it just to get it done, but right. it's kind of like a, a personal goal.
0: What is like the hardest thing you think you're battling with right now just not being able to do what you know you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the the physical is is tough,
1: but it's nothing compared to the mental. Like the the mental yeah. struggle is real cuz I mean, like I said since I was 11 I, you know, if it wasn't terrible weather outside, I'm throwing frisbees. You know, discs. You know, that's that's just what I did. You know, and then for the last four or five years, you know, it was like four years like my my, my full time job. You know, so basically everything was just uprooted. You know, I can't disc. I got to find. You know, there's all this uh, open space in right. my. You know, to do like time. That I, you know, normally was just occupied with driving to tournaments, practicing, and and then uh, just yeah, I mean, not being able to compete is is really tough too because I'm I love disc golf. I'm a very competitive person. Yes, you are. And and for a long time, it's been all I've known for the most part. You know, so it's uh, it's been a struggle. Uh, I try and take the positives out of it. Totally. You you know, try and use this as fuel, you know, come back, you know, hungrier. Uh, And uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to say was I feel like my last couple of years playing, like two years probably, I started to take the game for granted. You know, like I I started to take being able to play tournaments for granted, being able to practice, do all that for granted. And when you take things for granted, you lose appreciation.
0: Kudos for and, saying that.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and it showed in my play, you know, my, my last two years were some of my worst years as a professional. Uh, so at the end of the day, maybe this shoulder surgery injury uh, was somehow a positive thing and yep. will make me better. Uh, that's at least what I, how I'm choosing to look at it.
0: See, I, I think that it, 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 that might be the only way to look at it because if not, you, I mean, you could drive yourself crazy. I mean, seriously. So like I said, kudos to you because it, once you, once you have something like this taken from you and then you realize and you, you, you reflect and you're like, well, maybe I kind of just, maybe this is for a reason, you know you know what I mean? And, and all these dark times, you know, it, it you, when you, when, when these dark times happen and then you change and you realize it, I think now when you come back, you're going to become a better disc golfer just because you change as a person. You know, I really love that.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. I'm it's, it's definitely changed me. Um, really, uh, Oh, Kel, Kellen McCann. Yeah. Labrum. Yeah. I had, uh, Oh, wow. A full labrum repair. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's no joke. I'm sure as Kellen knows, you know, uh, your, uh, your labrum is about as close to the bone as it gets. And, uh, so that means two things is that it doesn't heal on its own because of lack of blood supply. And because it's so deep, it takes a long time for that inflammation to go down. And it's just, uh, it's just so deep in there. And right. It's, it's, it's no joke. I tell you a week after surgery is, is probably the hardest, was, was the hardest week of my life. It was the, like, I, you can't get up on your own. You can't shower on your own. You can't eat on your own. Like breathing yeah. hurts. Like, I don't know. Like knee and knee and leg injuries, like those suck because you can't, you're not as mobile, but you can isolate your knee. You know, you, you can kind of put it up and like avoid moving it for extended periods of time. But, you know, your shoulder, and you know, I move my neck, I do this, I move my other arm, you know, everything forces that shoulder to move. And it's just really hard to isolate it to keep, you know, the, the pain down. And it's just like, you're constantly
0: reminded that
1: you're in agony, you know, 24 seven.
0: Right. Well, like you said, though, it takes, you know, it really throws into perspective, you know, and it makes you appreciate, it just makes you appreciate, you know what I mean? It makes you appreciate everything, you know, that happens. My, I mean, my dad's, my dad, my dad, my dad had a major lung surgery, and he was out for a while, and you know, it, it just does something to you. You know, it really does. <laughs> no, exa- exactly. I mean,
1: you know, you do, like it, it's a cliche and old saying, but you don't know what you
0: have until it's gone. You that, know, that yeah, there's, there's so much truth behind that. So much truth behind that. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you
1: can putt again. I never got full motion back, it affects five to 20 foot putts. You had a uh, labrum surgery, Elizabeth. Yeah, the um, the motion is is hard. It's hard, you know, because yeah, it's hard. And then you, you got to keep working it out and and, and pushing. And Were you know,
0: prescribed it, any medicine, or
1: I mean, after surgery, you know, the pain medication. But after that, I mean, no, just Motrin. Just I always keep a a bottle of Motrin near me. <laughs> to, keep that. Uh I did I've not I've tried it a little bit uh rubbing it on uh, my shoulder and I also have kind of bad tendinitis in my uh, forearm. Um it you know the the, the C B D lotions I used um I didn't notice uh significant relief, but maybe I wasn't using the right one or a good one or I'm not yeah. sure because I, I have heard some quite positive stories about the effects of c b d
0: totally totally I'm sorry, did you cut on did you say something I thought uh no no i, oh, was sorry. Gonna... I thought i
1: thought I thought you were looking down to read something uh... no
0: it, the connection lag that's what I thought you said so I'm sorry, Oh, ah, okay. Jonah jet
1: Jernigan says I couldn't imagine not being able to play. Is this injury from disc golf? Um, so my labrum, it ended up like disconnecting at like posterior, anterior, and at my bicep tendon, like it pretty much tore at every possible connection point. Um, and the, the, the single act that did it was actually shooting a basketball, but the doctors, you know, that, I mean, that's obviously no way for something like that to do the damage it did. So the doctors believe it had, there was like micro tears and fraying and it was just in bad shape. And that shooting of the basketball was like the straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing. So essentially, I I bet disc golf had a lot to do with it, Jonah. Um, but it actually wasn't the
0: you know the actual straw ouch so you had mentioned you had mentioned the hardest part on it. honestly is is you know the mental you know the, the mental aspect of it what's a tip that you have for someone who's going through a who is listening right now who has an injury right now and and is like going crazy cuz they're stuck you know any any tips for them um just You know, any sort of connection you can get
1: to the sport, whether it be following around friends at a league or if you can putt a little bit uh, left-handed. And Noel, my handwriting has gotten worse, actually. Thank you for asking. Um, (laughs) Putt left-handed, throw left-handed, watching videos and just trying not to fixate on it. Like, don't fixate on what you can't do fixate on what you can do because right. I multiple instances I have fixated on what I can't do. You know, like af- after the first couple of weeks after surgery, I had multiple panic attacks of just feeling uh, like, like stuck, you know, wow, like,
0: right? Yeah. like
1: just uh, like it's going to be months and months, you know, I, I can't do anything. I'm here on the couch. You know, if I have to get up, I have to like get my girlfriend to help me up, you know, just feeling like, like useless and stuck. And that, that would just, you know, lead to a rabbit hole of negative thoughts that you, you know, I would just, just focus on what you can do and just, you know, it, it'll be natural, but just, you know, you'll get that appreciation uh, for the sport like you never have, you know, just cause maybe it's never been taken away like
0: that before. I feel like that every year, every every year after winter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a long winter this year. For me. Right, right, a very long winter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, the winter is coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, that winter. Yep. Don't spoil anything for me. I'm. I have one more episode that I on that show that I don't want to watch. So. The final one. Yeah, I have the last episode that I'm just pushing off and pushing off (laughs) you're like you're like i
1: can't i can't break up with her i don't know how to do it i don't know
0: how to do it i don't man it's hard i'm not ready that's exactly what it is
1: for me the last season made it easy to break up with that show because it was i don't know i think hands down like not not as good as the other seasons you know right
0: i don't know what the hell he did i just don't when I love I love hard it's hard to let go you know what I mean yeah let go
1: <laughs> there you go you got you got a strong love strong connection what's so, my favorite let's say this guy uh ben Gio, what's my favorite tournament to play i uh I would say like big scale probably I'd say worlds it's just fun to play worlds you know because you now, mind you, I come from the the era where Worlds used to be like an oh, eight yeah. round tournament, you know, where it was like you're there for like freaking 10 days in this city, you know. So you really get to learn a new city very well. Uh, and then it's it's a marathon tournament, you know, or it used to be. Not Now it's five rounds. Um, but it was, you know, it was once a year you're playing, you know, eight rounds in five days. You know, it was a marathon. It was not something you want to do all the time. But certainly something fun to do once a year. Uh, right. So I I would say Worlds, probably my favorite big event. And then Small Scale, my favorite event would be probably... Hmm, that's a hard question. I'm having a hard time with this. I mean, I... Uh, a- anything at Toboggan probably just because we don't we, we don't get to play there very often and uh, right. actually actually my answer was Michigan State Championships that's my favorite event to play because Ludington is my favorite city uh, in Michigan probably my top three favorite city in the country so
0: it's a pretty big it's a pretty it's a pretty big state state tournament right
1: yeah it's the big usually the biggest B tier in the country. Yeah. uh generally a uh, lot of people and I mean Ludington's not too far for you in in town um I don't know if you ever made it up there but it's just like not it's not so either. beautiful and then Lake Michigan and in in up north Michigan towns you know time seems to move a little slower you know and not everyone's in a rush uh it tends to lower your heart rate I don't know I just feel like it's healthy being, being like you know. in in a
0: setting like that some people just have that 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 place that setting that's just you know just zen just perfect for them you know what i mean yeah no
1: everybody you know like for me i, I love you know country towns up north michigan and and i hate places like chicago or new york <laughs> like, city, like cities you know
0: right i'm half and half like i do like i got i'm Gonna go see LA for the first time. You know, I'm staying in LA, so like, it's pretty crazy. But then, then again, you know, I have you know cousins and family that are in you know Indiana, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I love, I love that too. Absolutely love that. You know, I kind of want to have my own house like that with a course and whatnot. You know?
1: Oh, exactly. You know, just have everything you need
0: there, and uh, people can come to
1: you if they wanna. If they wanna play with it, like you if know? you're a
0: disc golfer and you've experienced how amazing being in the woods is, then, uh, you know, you really don't want to go back. And then when you're in the city, you're like, well, there is no trees here. You know, there's no – I don't smell the beautiful dirt or whatever. You know, the – you just know that, that you know, that forest smell. You're just like
1: – Yeah, be, being a disc, a disc golfer, you definitely – I feel like on average we have a higher appreciation for the outdoors just because I totally that's – that's part of you know of what draws you to the sport, you know. Right. Al, what's the name but of that sub place? What sub place? Where?
0: <laughs> it's less time That's for true. us. Oh, let's talk about being able to drive up there. So you've so you've obviously my voice cracked. you you've obviously been, you know, in the sport for a while. How do you see the sport in five years? Well, I, you know the the sport is growing,
1: the 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 spectrum that every movement in disc golf reaches gets wider every year, um, but it's just it's still not uh, taken off, kind of like what I think it can. You know, it's uh, me too. They still, you know, like payouts have stayed the same for, I don't know, fifteen years. You know, I've like, heard
0: that. I've heard that in USDGC a long time ago. They were like, you know, Ken Kleinman got like fifteen thousand dollars cash.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know about uh, him, but I know Nico in 09 when he won, won like fifteen grand, and then the, the winner the next year got like fifteen grand. You know, and and now I think it's probably somewhere around eight. I'm guessing. So it's you know we haven't we haven't progressed. You know, like entry fees are still the same um, for the most part. It's just uh, everything else is getting more expensive. When
0: we take and disc
1: golfers are making the same
0: essentially. Yeah, we still. Yeah, people are still having trouble showering. I mean, that to me is just ridiculous. I don't think that should be an issue for professional athletes. I mean, yeah, I don't, no, I sh- yeah, I don't think that at all. Having to eat, having to eat cheaper, unhealthy meals because they don't get paid out as much or because they're struggling on money. I don't think. I don't think a simple green paper or a simple thing like money should be an issue for a professional athlete. It's not an issue for any other athletes. Why is it for us? Yeah,
1: no, we all should have picked up Domino's or something like that. Domino's is on are, I, I want all the time. You know, I should have played cornhole, boy.
0: I me some cornhole. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: professional cornholers, you know, I see that on ESPN a lot. That's a good point. You know, I, I bet none of them are sleeping on couches trying to, uh, you know, just so they can, you know, to, to stay on tour for a long time. There's a lot of sacrifices you have to make. A
0: lot Ban- of sacrifices. Yeah. Banking and hoping on the fact that you can get a place or you have a – there's room on a floor or something. I, I That mentality, I, I – I guess I'm not hippie enough. I honestly, if I didn't have a girlfriend and family, I would be living like that. And I wouldn't care. But right now I just, it doesn't, it does not sound soothing to me. I, I you know, I wanna kind of do it a different route if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not for like sleeping on floors and eating ramen, you know, like I, if I'm no. going to go to an event, you know, I'm going to go, if, because, you know, I, I have enough money to stay somewhere somewhat comfortable, you know, like eat, not like go to R- Ruth Chris Steakhouse every night. Right. But, yeah. Know,
0: no. But if, not
1: have to eat just, you know, cheese and bread sandwiches.
0: But if know. if steak is part of one of the menus, because say you're on a diet or say not even a diet, say, say, I mean, if you eat meat and steak is, you know, steak shouldn't have to be like a a treat in my just in my, in my opinion. I, I truly believe that. I don't know it just it, it's a healthy meal it's a way of it's a way of life eating healthy you know
1: yeah no i mean you know it's just healthy food is is more expensive especially in uh in in, in this country uh, right ziggy Bougie drinking fiji yeah i do yeah it's fiji if you got if fiji wants to sponsor me uh feel free a drink all day shout out fiji each. right shout, shout out, out fiji yeah. no yeah it's uh it's I did uh, extensive research in college about how uh, the U.S. is the only country uh, where the poor people are obese.
0: So, Wow. Do you think that when we take off to where me and you kind of think we should be, do you think that the same people that are kind of in control now of the sport, not in control, but kind of at the top level, kind of, I guess, at the, at the top seats, you know, in control, I guess. Do you think those same people will be there when we take off? Or do you think that it's going to be some, it's going to be a whole another team, a whole another set of guys and, and, and I mean, who knows?
1: I mean, I'm not trying to get a uh, black from the PDGA or anything, but I think that in order for us to make the necessary progression and movement, there needs to be a major shakeup of some sort. There Agreed. needs to be some sort of new ideas, some sort of new structure, just More something risk. new. Because,
0: More risk.
1: Yeah, you know, Yeah, risk is definitely a part of it. We because uh, doing what we've been doing just just hasn't hasn't done it. You know, it's it hasn't. For it them hasn't, it hasn't popped
0: it. No, it's working for them. I, I mean, truly, and maybe I I feel like that's that could be a big part as to why we you know we're not kind of i guess there cuz they're doing just fine if you th- if you truly think about it they're privately owned they don't have to show anyone so anyone their taxes you know why would they have to yeah i mean they uh i uh, I mean <laughs> you got to be careful
1: with what i say here but they uh you know that when when the pdga you know whoever is is going from the pdga to worlds or a major you know they they generally travel well, uh stay well, eat well. a lot more than the players.
0: Yeah, well, totally agree. I just think that see I, I don't know. I, I I just think that there could be more more investing into the sport and also I more more relationships made, you know, more more business moves made, you know. More yeah, I mean, Heinold. I Heinholz, this guy is he's a smart man, <laughs> you know. Just performance people yeah. I guess.
1: Nate Heinel, I mean, yeah, he's he's a hustle. I mean he, he hustles his butt. Well. You know, he 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 works uh to get his tournament to where it is. You know, he he sells discs all year. You know, yep. all year. Nate, and, Nate, if
0: you're watching this, you are truly an inspiration of mine. Seriously. That dude's ethic the way he is, I mean, he he's is he is so so professional and just so I can't even think it's he's He's, he's very he's very good at what he does. That's the best way I can put it.
1: No, he's yeah. I mean, he he definitely. I mean, like I said, he he the Ledgestone tournament was it's it's historical and it's it's payouts here. You know, um, not I mean like I I've been playing forever, and I don't remember any tournaments where you take top twenty five, you get a grand. Totally know? right, right. I mean and uh, it's like worlds that you know payouts don't even come close to that no. or and that's just uh it's weird to me but
0: and I think I think we we need more people like the big discraft guys in my opinion these guys on the sponsorship level and on uh on a um on a business level I think they are doing some of the best right now I think they might be doing the best actually what am I saying I think they are doing the best in terms of that aspect
1: Yeah discraft they you know they they they've been really stepping their game up for the last you know f- five six years. I would say there's been a a, a, a change in direction, a shakeup, and right. it led led them to great things. You know Bob Julio got in there. He started you know managing the team, and he was pushing for new ideas, new direction, new discs, new approaches, and uh. They were successful, you know, and and I feel like Bob and, and Mike have really uh propelled that company uh extremely far. Totally. You know, they're they're doing great things over there. Um it's I mean they, they have people knocking on the door begging to get sponsored by them, you know. So I bet.
0: I bet he uh I was begging him when I was beast. like fifteen. <laughs> emailing and yeah. talking on facebook you know i was heck yeah and that was back then
1: yeah no he yeah he's he's been putting in the work you know he totally. uh he he had a vision he acted and he executed
0: Yep, you know? and he was patient with it very patient with it that's what it takes you it's one thing to have that plan like he has in that vision but it's another thing to actually to, to stick to it and to keep going at it because sometimes these visions are uh, patience kills people and then and, and he had just sat back and i think that i when, when they when they picked up Macbeth, i was like you know these guys are onto something holy shit like they've been quiet for a reason like this is like this 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 is something big i knew i knew after that that this was that this was something big i i, I knew it yeah i mean
1: most people don't realize that you know discraft you know uh Ultimate is still a bigger sport globally yep, yep, than yep. Uh, than disc golf is. And disc is the leader in ultimate. And that's kind of where they they were focused for many years. And disc golf was kind of secondary, although they always did a great job, but it was not their main Buzz and priority. But now that they see, you know, I mean, like uh, disc golf has gotten, there's so many more people in disc golf. So there's a bigger market for disc sales and disc merchandise and so on and so forth. And they've, they've properly realized that. And now they are putting in the effort that they put into ultimate into disc golf and it's paying dividends and they're doing wonderful things. And Paul Macbeth, uh, he's creating, I mean, pretty, pretty darn good discs and creating uh, merchandise and, they, uh, you know, they, they were the first company to let a player kind of design their own line of discs. Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: And so that's, uh, and then in that, that was kind of bold, you know, that who knows if that was going to work. That was and risky. They were willing, that was they were willing
0: risk.
1: yeah, they were going to take, uh, they took the chance and look, it, it worked out, you know.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think I think what they've I think I think that I think the investing that they do in all their up and coming players, you know, I don't know how your contract is, but I you know, I have my buddy Tom and his is it's a better than any it's better than a lot of the other contracts that I personally have seen, you know, or heard about. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they're they they're
1: doing uh they you know, each we're not allowed to talk about, you know, our uh contracts but they right that they, they are taking care of their players that that yes, much they more, are. i can't yeah, see.
0: yeah. but i'll
1: say it's nice to make a couple hundred a week if real athletes get in because there's real money see a game over i mean i don't know who you're specifically talking about but that is one way the cookie could crumble and then If other players get in, then, you know, maybe that excels everybody to step their game up and everyone's just constantly trying to top the next person. Right. You know, and then, I mean, obviously. If, you know, athletes, you know, like six, six athletes who've been playing sports since they were a little kid, you know, obviously, if they all start getting into it, then the level of competition is going to rise and. You're either gonna have to get better or get out, you know. Right. I, I I choose to believe that I will that I would get better. But I mean that's that's kinda that's kinda on you to make your own personal choice.
0: Do you think by then players are gonna have to have a forehand and a backhand, or do you think uh, just a backhand will still be still be able to, to do?
1: I think it's incredibly difficult currently to succeed without having both i think uh especially since i mean like courses for i don't know i'll say the first 25 years of the sport were were designed with just a a right-handed mindset you know just just right-handed so you could you could survive with just a, um, a hyzer um but nowadays courses are being like purposely designed to have both you know Totally. Purposely designed to have, you know, holes that finish right, holes that finish left, holes that finish straight. And, I mean, yeah, you can have an Anheuser, but you and I both know there's certain holes where it's like, okay, I have a good Anheuser, but this is still, like, clearly a much easier sidearm than turnover. Oh, um, yep. A and, shot's a lot easier than Anheuser shot. And, you know, there used to be, you know, like kind of like the older guard – you know, like Fellberg, Barry, Kenny, uh, guys like those—they they were successful without a sidearm for the most part, um, and and at the top. But now all the top guys have very good sidearms. I'm I'm trying to think of a a top player that doesn't have a that doesn't use a sidearm. Brand. I mean, even Nico. Right. Rico's using his forehand. Um, James Conrad's kind of developing one too now. Garrett yeah. Goethe. Uh. Yep. Girthy. Con- yeah. Conrad, but Conrad can throw a JK Pro AVR, <laughs> and it looks like he's throwing a forehand. Just the way he can manipulate it and turn it over, it's it's incredible. Um, totally. Philo. Philo's another player that's mainly backhand, but he, even he's throwing sidearms. You know more these days. It's just so much easier. It's just you know, and then uh, a forehand I think is is pretty is is more comfortable to throw because you're always looking at the target. You know, right. backhand unless you have a very stretchy neck. You know, you have to look away from <laughs> yeah. your target at a certain
0: point. I think uh, with give a forehand and you're playing in the woods a lot. And you, you're on the edge of the woods, so stand still, you know, with your left foot out with your left foot and then your right foot out with a forehand is a much easier to do than having to throw backhand at that at that at that point. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, scrambling, I mean forehand
1: forehand, I mean scrambling with a forehand is significantly easier. Right, um, right. And then so, you know, if you have a if you have a serviceable forehand and a serviceable backhand say you're playing in the woods and one day, you know, your backhand's off and you can lean on your forehand. Or if your forehand's off, you can lean on your backhand. But if you only have one and it's off, you know, you know, you're kinda SOL. Totally.
0: I think yeah, I think that if you're going if you're going to not have a forehand, then I mean you need to really, really dial in, <laughs> dial in those putter and mid-range shots. Cause those are, those are, those are really what you're going to need. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then
1: I think whether or not there's a ceiling on the shot uh, is a big factor, whether you can make it work backhand or forehand, because you know, if, it, if it's a, you know, Anheuser's need height, you know, they need height because you're forcing the disc right, but you're also for or left, depending on which way you're throwing, but you're forcing the disc the way it doesn't want to go, which in turn makes you, you know, angle it downwards. So right. uh, if there's a ceiling on the shot, you know, like a, a low ceiling shot, you know, is much easier sidearm than I would say trying to throw a turnover. That's why it's really good to have both. I um, yeah. think in the future,
0: everyone's going to have both. Yeah,
1: level. yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, like, look at you know, look at any new player that's come on the scene, that's you know m- m- made a wave or a splash or some sort of impact. They've right. had both, you know. Even True. look at uh, look at Jackie Chen. True. You know, I don't know if you watched the coverage, but I mean, yep. he had like it's like a 400 foot spike forehand. You know? Yep. <laughs> like, like I have, I have a forehand, but I don't. I don't have a 400 foot spike forehand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have a good forehand though. I like your I like your I like your uh you throw those s curves pretty well.
1: Yeah, I've, I've forehands always been the shot I leaned on, which is kind of scary cuz that's the shot that I'm I'm not sure like I'll probably be able I mean I'll be able to throw backhand but sidearm because that's uh cuz labrum injuries are like pitching injuries and a forehand is, you know, similar to a pitch. Totally. So that uh I might be limited on that, which is kind of scary, but you know, maybe it'll make me grow and be able to do crazy sh- stuff with uh backhand.
0: Heck yeah, totally. What is uh what's like one good tip for someone who wants to start learning forehand? Um I
1: would say one really good tip is I know Sexton has said this a lot, and Germ has said this a lot. It's a backhand is is a run up, a forehand is more of a hop. It's it's like a shuffle hop. You know, you're not running up sidearm. You kind of shuffle hop, and uh, I always like to kind of take a long final step, and then just kind of like lean into it. You know, it's like a a little shuffle hop. Like I'd say, watch Sexton or Germ. And uh, try and try and follow something like that. I would say, take a look at mine, maybe. But I don't have many rounds out there, so you <laughs> might be searching for a little while.
0: So, I, I'm gonna mention again. Obviously, you've been, in, you know, in the sport longer than me. Um How exactly do you like? Can you ex- can you describe what you've seen, like with with the disc golf technology, since you started and, and to now? Um. I mean, I, you know,
1: when I first started throwing, you know, I would say, like, the Valkyrie or the Eagle um, were, like, the, the distance discs, you know, the, the XS, the XL, Christian stuff San like Joe. that. San yeah, stuff, stuff that people, you know, don't even throw anymore, basically. My um, dad's that Valkyrie. <laughs> oh, he does? There you go. Yeah, I mean, Hell it's... Yeah. People throw them, but not not like they used to. Um, you could definitely crush those, dude. No, people people think you need to throw a high speed driver to throw far, but you know, like I mean, if you just break it down simply, like uh, distance is uh, velocity times uh, time, and obviously, have a, a wider or you know wider rim discs has a higher velocity, but it doesn't. It, it, it can't stay in the air as long as like a T-Bird or a Valkyrie or a Tracker or, you know, something like that. So as long as you can increase the time in the air, you know, they can go similar distances. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I've seen you crush your, uh, what is it? FD or FD2 or. Yeah. One of the two. FD2. I'm not familiar with disc mania discs, but I know the FD is similar to like a T-Bird or something like that.
0: Yeah. At the time I was throwing the FD2s.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, and you were throwing those just as far as whatever the high speed driver is. You know, people, you don't need uh, wide room drivers, but you can. You can do it both ways. I think uh, people have, have kind of underappreciated slower
0: speed drivers. I, I totally agree with that. I think a speed, I think from speed seven to 10 are the most coolest, funnest speeds to throw. Best speeds, in my opinion. Maybe to 11, maybe like an 11, you know, maybe. But. Yeah, I mean, I, and I I think people should you should
1: like kind of learn each speed. You know, like when you start off, learn a putter. Yeah, then, then go to a mid range, then go to your fairways, then go to your like surge or wraith, and then work your way up to like Zeus Destroyer, right? Boss stuff like that.
0: I think those big rimmed discs are just made for wide open, just huge you know bombs that i guess you know need to be you know like I said in the air longer i guess at that point is when it's going to be when they could you know when they could go farther but i personally if i I, unless i need to throw extremely far i'd i i like throwing a speed 10. you know i mean it'll go 450 500 feet it really would no it does
1: it does and uh like i said i remember i remember the day that the um that the wraith came out, I I remember the day, and I remember like holding the wraith and like just being like, whoa, like I, we're like, you can make a disc this, this sharp, like I mean, right. We didn't we didn't know it was possible, and uh, you know, like the the wraith is still, I think it's not as fast as like the boss or Zeus and stuff like that, but it's still pretty fast, and it was, I mean, it it was a it
0: was a decent jump. I used to and, uh, those forehand back in the day. I remember those when those came out, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, like, it, the
1: rim was so much wider than anything else that you, you didn't even know how to grab it. You know, like, <laughs> right. people were trying to figure out how to grip it, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it was it was crazy. But then that's, the, the Wraith is what kind of created, like like, an arms race. Of, right. of, of disc speed you know it kind of like that spawned the the surge and then that spawned the t-rex and then came the uh pulse and then you know it was just uh it was an arms race of who could create the best high speed disc heck yeah i will say higher speed discs like a stable higher speed discs are uh, they are advantageous when it's windy, I would say they're very advantageous. Like uh the, the wider the rim, the more it can penetrate wind. So that would be an advantage, I would say, over like a FD or a T-bird or a tracker right. or something like that.
0: Right, totally. Yeah, they've got they've definitely gotten like even like the plastic, you know what I mean? Has been some of these plastic they're coming out with the, especially disc craft. This is coming out with some awesome stuff. wasn't like this before.
1: Yeah, no, and it's funny. I was talking to Bob one day, and, you know, he said kind of like the, old, the older thought, older mindset was anything with a swirl or a imperfection or anything that wasn't just like a, a matte stamp, you know, like a one-color solid stamp, you know, that was thought of as like, oh, like, he said they used they would just throw those back in the in the grinder and blender and and remake it you know and then now those are like highly coveted Right. Know? and it's just it's
0: funny how it uh, how it changed. I remember misprints used to be misprints. They were cheap. They were nothing, and now they're like sought after. Now people love those.
1: Yeah, now if you have the right misprint, it's worth like triple the. <laughs> I know. Uh, right. Proper have- print.
0: I used to love those just because they were cool and cuz they were cheap. I mean I I love them, you
1: know. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's funny how the, yeah, the the mindset and uh and views on everything has changed. Um I'm I'm curious if uh you know cuz what I mean, Innova has DX Pro, Star Champ and Discraft has Pro D uh X. No, I don't think they have X plastic. I mean, Pro D X, uh Z, uh Big Z and ESP. Um, there hasn't been kind of like a new uh plastic kind of that's come out in a while. I mean there might be like Crystal Sparkle Jawbreaker, maybe like that. Ja- yeah, Jawbreaker too. Jawbreaker too. I'm just yeah. I'm wondering how many different uh how many different types of plastic that there really can be or if I there's would, yeah. if there's a type of plastic that's like the most durable and also allows for the
0: furthest flight or right. Yeah know, I wonder, wonder if like yeah like wonder if we've reached our fullest potential in that aspect. You, you know what I mean? Yeah and
1: then how fast can a disc get, you know like right. what the uh, the Corvette was that like a speed fourteen or fifteen yeah, something or, like or that, something. Yeah. Like there's just like a little place to put your finger and you throw. You know, so. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I'm just curious as to when the where the threshold is and if you know when that thresh threshold is met. Maybe there's some sort of reverberation back to like a speed twelve or
0: eleven or
1: right. That's stuff I'm always curious about.
0: Do you? uh, do you plan on? Uh, oh yeah, Ryan Soson says bring back CE plastic. Hmm. You know, uh,
1: they maybe you know maybe they never uh, lost the ability. They just uh, tried to create a niche market, and now they have it. And I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. Who knows? That would but be C- pretty cool. Certain runs of CE plastic are certainly. Uh, some of the most durable runs of Frisbees ever made, but not not uh, not unbreakable because I've uh, I, I've broke a couple <laughs> CE rocks before. so Ouch. Yeah, I, I broke I broke a CE rock in the middle of a tournament. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the, the rule is you have to find the biggest piece and play it from there. Yeah. And uh, we, had uh, two distinct big pieces that flew off, and one was in the middle of the fairway, and the other one was like in the deepest, darkest corner of the woods. And uh, I was like, I was like, you know, it's it's you know, benefit goes to the player. We can't tell, so I got to play this one, right? <laughs> but those are those are arguments you don't you, you just don't really ever envisioning having to have on the course,
0: right? Yeah, those are kind of yeah, those are kind of crazy. Crazy circumstances, honestly.
1: (laughs) R.I.P. to that rock in that tournament. Trying to think, what place did I take? I think I might have got second. It 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 certainly was hard to uh, recover from losing (laughs) your favorite, your thousand dollar rock in the middle of a round. Right, thousand dollar rock, jeez.
0: Or like, if I win this tournament, I might be able
1: to buy half a rock.
0: (laughs) Buy it half back. Do you plan on? uh, do you plan on going on tour again? Uh, I mean, tour, not definitely not this
1: year. You know, this year would be probably focusing on more local events. And depending on uh, when I get healthy and when I can play, you know, maybe, you know, I, I always, even years I don't go on tour, I try and always hit, you know, all the eight years and above in Michigan, I try and hit ledstone worlds uh the pittsburgh flying disc open you know tournaments that are within a reasonable driving distance for me because michigan is uh it's kind of isolated you know like we're surrounded by water for the most part and there's uh you know we're pretty much far from everything and that's why a lot of a lot of top Players uh, don't end up coming through Michigan because we're not on the way anywhere. We're like on the way to Canada. That's about mm, it, right? right. Um, so it's it's definitely, and that's that's a problem that's kind of been in our state is trying to attract bigger players to these tournaments. You know, and a lot of people will ask the people who've been around a while, like myself and Jeff Bennett and people like that. You know, how do we get these players? And I'm like, uh, lots of money. Like that's the only way that someone's going to come out of their way is for the Great Lakes Open is
0: kind of helping, right?
1: Yeah, no, it, it has that tournament, you know, it was the tournament was huge for many years. Right. And then for about four years in a row, it was just a B tier and it was, you know, it left the Milford Hudson mills area, went to the East side of the state kind of bounced around locations for a while. And now it's, it's found its way back home. And, um, you know, in Discrafts Backyard, Milford right. Hudson Mills area, and uh, it's it's awesome to see that tournament back uh, to what it uh, it should be. You know, as a as a premier event, which is nice. You know, it's nice to have the the top guys come to your home state. You know, that's Heck always yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, Worlds and Letchstone last year was like, holy crap! It was awesome. It's two hours away, you know, for me
1: yeah no it's a that's a nice nice boring drive from Joliet to uh
0: area <laughs> through, through exactly. the corn yep and more corn and more Crap, corn. crappy roads uh, you know,
1: Michigan's the 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 king of crappy roads
0: I was driving the drove last year and just driving all of a sudden I and mean, obviously you know in the middle of nowhere and this lady. This chick is just on her phone, and she just starts in the left lane. and starts steering right onto me. I'm like, "What are you doing?" She almost hit me, and didn't even realize it. Well, yeah, I'm no, right
1: there <laughs> on the road. Because I mean, think about it. You know, you, you're probably a good driver, and like, you know, if we're in the middle of nowhere, we might, you know, I try to text and drive. But if there's no one near me and it seems safe, you know, I might check check something on my phone. But totally. If, if you'd have chosen that moment to check something on your phone real quick you know and then she did but she did you know boom so it's you just always got to be paying attention because even you know stuff happens that's not even your fault you know Totally, you got to exactly, yeah. be able to be on guard for other people's mistakes which
0: sucks but
1: reality i'm going to be
0: driving with you know when i go on tour i'm going to be in, in a Big, you know, like thirty-five foot RV with, you know, my, you know, girlfriend, dogs and cats, and it's gonna be uh, really got to be focused, on it's gonna be really, you know, just
1: traveling with the cats. Uh, I, I did that. I went on tour a couple of years ago with my buddy Rick and his fiancee Roxy and their two cats. And uh, yeah, cats. Uh, cats thoroughly enjoy. Uh, staying in one place. Yes, they. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't like traveling. Uh, but it, it does make traveling easier uh, for the humans. Is having you know those, you know your pets with you kind of bring a sense yep. of home and comfort exactly. that you don't. They you wouldn't get in a hotel room. And I traveling with the RV touring. I think is either with like a trailer and a camper or an RV, like that's the way to go. You know, you can kind of keep home with you, which right. keeps you, it keeps you from getting burnt out. It makes you more comfortable. Exactly. It's just exactly. a lot of positive effects, you know, cause I've, I've toured staying in B and B's and hotels. And I've also toured with a camper and it's, it's much easier on the mental in a camper where you can kind of bring home with you wherever you right.
0: go. Yeah, I really, that's exactly, that's exactly why I'm, it's my home. I want my family, you know, with me right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't wanna, exactly. I want to leave. I just, I just, I just really can't leave, honestly, you know, for six, you know, however long, six months at a time. I, mean, I just really can't. Yeah. I uh I recommend uh for the cats, they have this,
1: they have this, you know, this thing you can plug in releases like pheromones and calms them down because uh i don't know how your cats are or how many you have but they uh they really don't like being in the car and traveling so it's good to have something to like kind of calm them down
0: they don't get used to it huh
1: no they never did three months and they never did and then they were on tour for another three months and they I mean, they got a little better and kind of accepted, you know, their fate and reality, but they were certainly vocal about their uh, unhappiness. Especially. Right. Yeah.
0: But. Hopefully, they're not vocal when uh, we're sleeping. Hopefully, it's just, you know, hopefully when we're sitting steady and they're just, you know, they, they have their own smells and they, they have us. Hopefully, they just
1: get over it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess you're going to be in an RV. So, that's a little different. We had the the camper or the trailer, oh, right. so when we traveled, they had to be up front. With oh, us.
0: yeah, that's a the, uh, okay. That they would kill us. I think okay, that makes more sense.
1: Oh yeah, Liam certainly tried to. <laughs> <it>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we
0: we
1: we called him the whaler.
0: Yeah, the whaler. Man. yeah, he was whaling. I know, poor kiddies. All they just don't like it. Just, just letting you know.
1: They just you know. don't understand it. And then we actually ended up uh, discovering that he's he gets motion sickness because he would talk oh, sometimes.
0: Okay. Yeah, right, right. So
1: he's just like, "Yo, bro, like, let me off the ride. Like, I'm can... right. Don't but like this. <laughs> his uh, his sister Kiki, she would just go like hide under the back seat, like in the back of the car, and just kind of like cocoon herself until we stopped and then she'd come out and we right. but then you have to take them from the car into the trailer and that's sometimes uh depending on the outs i don't know I, there there's a lot of uh
0: difficulties but it, you know it came with came with positives that's why i've been saving up you know these last couple of years and just trying to get a, a big rv you know just so to make them just to, just to make them as comfortable as they can you know because i know it's not going to be the most fun for them at first, you know.
1: Oh yeah, how how many fur babies you got? Five total. Oh, four cats and a dog, or five cats? Just
0: three cats and two dogs. Yeah. How do they get along? All like, uh, oh yeah,
1: they all they get they get along good. Yeah, they're all really they're all best friends. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and I mean, I know uh, if you're looking for some tips. So I know Johnny and Jennifer traveled with I think up to three cats, maybe what they oh, have wow. in their RV. So they uh you know, if I don't know if you're friends with them, but they might be people to hit up for tips, you know. Yeah, they uh they've been doing it, it for a while. Yeah, they're and, definitely OGs for the sport. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Johnny's awesome and Jennifer's as 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 sweet as they come, so
0: Heck yeah! Well, yeah, I'm definitely— have, whoopsie! Definitely gonna have some. Have to message them for some tips. Yeah. yeah okay. What'd you break? Did you break something? No, it's my hydro flask. I keep kicking it. Oh, those things are loud when you drop. I know. They're so loud. No, dude. They're. Well, even outside when they drop, it's ding ding.
1: Yeah, or like if you drop it while someone's teeing off. Yep.
0: Exactly what they are.
1: That's one of my pet peeves. Is like uh people are like you're on the tea and someone's like you know, pounding a bottle of water and they're just like <laughs> crinkling <laughs> it up, crinkling it up.
0: Yeah. So eventually plan on going on tour like a full time tour or or what do you what are you thinking? Um
1: we'll we'll just see. You know, I am uh I'm currently
0: yeah, I'm. I'm trying
1: to get healthy. Um, I'm. I'm going to be taking some uh, MCAT prep courses here soon, and uh, then taking the MCATs at some point this summer. Uh, so we'll see. You know how high I score. If I have to retake it, you know. So the goal is to you know get into med school within a, a year or two. You know, so because. I, I was supposed to do it right after I graduated from undergrad, but I really wanted to just play disc golf for a couple of years and oh, have yeah. some freedom. Um, but it is true what they say when you take a break, it is, it is harder to, uh, to get back in the swing of things. Cause studying is like, you know, free work, you know, it's like pro bono right. work, you, know, right. you, you work your butt off and, you don't really uh get a whole lot for it, but yep. buy good cat litter. That's very true, Al. That's see, with age does come wisdom. I don't care uh, what anybody okay. says. Al, you, you you need to get on here and then I'll uh I'll be I sure gotcha. to, to comment a bunch. <laughs> no, Al's a Al's a good guy. I've known Al hell like
0: I don't know how.
1: Fifteen years, Al uh, probably knowing each
0: other. Uh, dude, Al and i name, Al was like three foot tall, dude. I mean, he cooked me spam. What did you What did you cook me, Al? He cooked me peanut butter and jelly, grilled peanut butter and jelly in a beer can, over at over at I think it was a course in Hamilton, Illinois. It was like that big A tier, and that's like where Nico and Avery and a bunch of these guys were, and I'd seen Ben Calloway. Throw the most farthest drive I've drive I've I have ever seen in my life, and yeah, on excaliburs on huge flexes, you know. And oh
1: Ben, yeah Ben's a bomber. You uh, if you ever wonder how Ben throws so far, just shake his hand. And <laughs> you'll you'll immediately understand why he throws that far. That's hilarious. Al, you, you remember the uh, that tournament at Ottawa Park first shot. Uh, second round, I uh, aced right in your face. (laughs) And you were like, who is this fucking... I didn't mean to swear. You're like, who is this uh, fat 14-year-old kid just beating my butt? Acing in my face. That was was a good time. I believe he gave me me a Ching Rock after that because uh, that's what I aced him with. That was my favorite disc and he gave me one. Which was very Fantastic.
0: nice. Very nice. No, I was just going to bring that up, Al. We were camping over at this, it was a camping disc golf A tier at Hamilton, and he brought us an Xbox. And we were camping, and he was, well, I was playing Xbox with his and We were playing Tiger Woods with my dad and stuff. <laughs> That's when I met oh. Al. Super young, man. I don't even know. That I, I was, I was super, super young. That was a while. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I feel like it, Al hasn't,
1: like Al has looked the same for like 15 years. I feel like he hasn't he hasn't like gotten older, younger, bigger, smaller. Just kind of like stayed <laughs> no. the same. Speaking of fur babies, my cat has uh woken up from her nap. I love how strained cats look when they wake up from a nap. You know, like they
0: stretch and like. Oh yeah, Her life. Act is- like
1: they're fucking like at the hardest life in the world. You know,
0: dude. I mean? swear, my dog. Every time I'm like, "All right, get up." It's legit Huff and pops, dude. It's hilarious. Or she's like, she's like rotating and spinning around. And she's like, "Oh, your life is so hard."
1: Yeah, it's like, what does does getting up to eat stress you out? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get
0: it. Like, dude, my dog. They, dude, my dog sleep all freaking day and shut up
1: <laughs> yeah, I always thought it'd be funny uh, for like a, you know like got those YouTube people or bloggers or just social media presence people like for a week they have to uh, try and sleep like match the sleep cycle of their cat oh my gosh that would be really hard to do You'd need a lot, a lot of Xanax to be a little sleep up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And then you need to be in a healthy eating regimen. So, like, you have no, like, so you're not chemically balanced where you have to sleep, you know? Like, that'd be, it's a lot of sleeping. Yeah. no, I, I, I wonder, I'm just like, man, like,
1: <laughs> you must be stressed out, Okay. I lost a little back in Blizzard Plastic Weight. What does that mean?
0: you're throwing blizzard plastic out I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that maybe he lost a little bit of weight and i don't always talk about it. i don't know tight body yeah. Movie.
1: maybe yeah who knows He's <laughs> i mean yeah
0: so do you have any what do you what is your disc golf schedule like now i mean i know obviously you can't do much but do you still do any, anything disc golf wise
1: yeah, I mean, I try. I try and stay active on the Discraft All Day page. Um, I I try. Uh, you know, the I've watched a lot of disc golf in the last year, like <laughs> an, an incredible amount. Uh, I'm gonna watch the last round of the Winter Time Open after we're done tonight. Heck yeah. Um, I try. You know, I I couldn't really caddy. All summer but you know i would go out and walk tournaments uh go out to local leagues and just hang out and see people um like i said i played lefty a lot i actually got pretty good That's uh, i uh i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna come beat you left-handed al one day watch out um,
0: <laughs> lefty ziggy lefty yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no i i was i was shooting, you know like Four or five under on city park courses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I got got about like 15 workouts every day for my shoulder I have to do. Um, And then, you know, it's winter, so it sucks. Can't really just go out and putt. Right. Um, But every Monday I play a marksman league, which if anyone listening has a, a marksman league. Uh, near them, it's a very uh, unique and very enjoyable putting league format. You know, and it it doesn't take four hours, five hours. I feel like most putting leagues, you're there forever. Um, right. And it's a pretty fun format. So I try and do that. Uh, in downtown Detroit, uh, a disc golfer works at one of these domes that has... Uh, bike races like it's kind of like an inclined track and they go around on bikes i don't know what you call it um but there's a lot of extra room in the dome and we can go there pay five bucks and throw 100 foot shots and putt you know and it's 68 degrees in there so (laughs) i've been trying to do that and uh my girlfriend she i've been getting her into the sport i I swear to god her first forehand ever was 180 feet under the basket, perfectly. Wow, that's oh, that's incredible. And then she, wow. yeah, I'm just like, you know, if if you know if this only is where you're knew. starting, yeah. And she, yeah, the thing is like she just she thinks she she thinks she she sucks, you know, because oh, uh, she her only really you know person before I injured, I played with her a little bit, you know. So she judges everything off of me, you know, and I'm like. You no, I'm not the best in the world. I'm not even like top 100, or 200 now, or I, I could be, you know, maybe in a year year's time. But you know, I'm still I'm still in the top percentage, you know, top half percentage of of skill wise. And I'm like, you you can't you can't compare yourself to me or someone like me. You know, like the fact oh. that you threw a 180 foot forehand under the basket first time, like that's that's so it's so incredibly rare. Right, you know. Right. It's, and then it's hard to uh, convey that to her. But she, she's she got potential. Oh, yeah. So I actually would, would walk with her a lot while she played, you know, try and give her tips. And I actually give a lot of lessons. The last uh, two years, I've been doing lessons. Um, I nice. had about five or six people I give lessons to. Um, I feel like that's, that's something that... Should probably be utilized more in people's learning processes, because when I decided to learn ball golf, I first thing I did was like I took lessons because I wanted a solid foundation.
0: Right. OK. Right. You know,
1: lear, Learn the right way. Don't learn any bad habits. Um, And I feel like in disc golf, you know, if you, if you, you know, you can go on your own and be fine, but you could also learn some very bad habits that are incredibly difficult to break further on so you know you 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 know pay for some private lessons from your local pro and uh and yeah i mean you help him out you know he gives you a solid base and and you would be surprised as to how many just little things that they can teach you that can have an immediate impact on your game along along with the many other uh you know techniques that they'll teach you and then you have to take and work with but there's many just little ideas, little simple tricks that.
0: Little mindsets, you know, even.
1: Yeah, little mindsets. You know, the, the, you know your, your local pros have been playing a long time. So, you know, instead of making some mistakes, learn from their mistakes. You know. Exactly, yeah. Very well said. S- save yourself a few strokes in time. Uh, but, yeah, I think lessons, uh, that would be a, a necessary mindset for learners to kind of like accept you know i don't know because like like i said lessons in in most sports are people will do them but in disc golf people tend to be a little hesitant
0: right um but yeah, you know. there's you know pitching coaches batting coaches you know you name it i mean it's that's and that definitely helps you know people should definitely do it more in disc golf for sure totally agree
1: yeah, no I would I would just uh yeah. And like I said learning a solid foundation. You, know, you, you don't need to get lessons for 3 years, 4 years, you know, just get a couple, you know, get get a solid base and and move move forward.
0: Yep. I yeah, also said I get whole 5 by tr- training now. So yeah. yeah that's Delwood. that uh that's that
1: 27 hole course in that neighborhood,
0: right? No, that's Delwood. That's Delwood. Okay. Delwood, yeah, that, that's Delwood. Um that one is right by my house. Tr- I mean shit, Tr- Trinity is too. Trinity is five
1: minutes from I Dublin. I I haven't played uh either of those. I've played like I said, I used to live at Crown. I mean, I, I went to Crown Point, uh Lemon Lake like a lot in the early 2010s. Um but speaking I want
0: go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of that, do you want to talk about that uh worlds finish are yours? Oh yeah, no. I would
1: say my my proudest disc golf finish was 2010 Worlds at Crown Point. Uh I took I took 10th. I, I tied for 10th with Devin Owens. That's um good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm still very very pleased with that finish yeah. to this day. Uh you know, it it always puts a, a smile on my face thinking about it. You know, it, it's just uh given in 2010 competition was a little different but top 10 is still top 10 and oh, it was uh it was it was pretty it was pretty pretty proud moment I would say
0: did um, you play the worlds three years later there or no
1: yeah I did I played the worlds three years later there and I think I took uh 23rd
0: 23rd nice was top 25 at worlds that's sick
1: yeah and then I played usdgc once and took 18th nice that was 2009 a long time ago <laughs> yeah, over 10 years yeah I didn't get my invite back because the usdgc went through some they were trying some things uh they did they didn't work but they tried uh they were doing the um open flight where it's uh like handicap based
0: where did and you
1: qualify? Well, is that yeah, it was, uh, I just, it just didn't seem as fun. Cause if you take top 25 or top 20 at USDGC, or at least back then you got a invitation, uh, for the next year, but since it was open flight, it, I, I got the invitation, but it just wasn't the same, you right. know? So I, um, I kind of missed out on being able to go back there and I haven't, I haven't qualified for it since. And, uh, that's, I would say that's probably one of my, my major goals is to get back to USDGC because, uh, I mean, that's, you know, you, it's, there are a lot of tournaments these days that treat players, uh, fairly professionally, but, uh, USCGC, you, you, you really feel like you're playing in a, in a in a, a PGA event. You know, you, yeah. it's uh it's something about super that. special. It's, yeah, there's you 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 can feel it when you turn onto the campus. You know, it's like you're a you're driving a, it down. It's like right? an aura. Yeah,
0: and my buddy yeah. qualified there, and we drove down. Twenty P, shout out to you, Twenty P. Uh, he, he qualified and we drove down there and yeah, dude, it was, that's why he actually played with Jordan Castro back in the day. Um, it's just something in the air, dude. I don't get every year people say that, that it's just something in the air. Those tents. I mean, you don't just get water, Gatorade. You can have energy drinks, beer. I mean, they had just, the, the food was a feast. I mean, it was insane what they, what they do for you. there. really awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the players meeting the night before,
1: oh yeah, um, one yeah. of the best one of the best spreads I've ever had at a disc golf tournament ever. You know, amazing mm-hmm. food. Um, you you just feel important, and it's uh it's it's refreshing. You know, that not actually, that other tournaments don't make you
0: feel important, totally. but not it's certainly not on this level. You know, the big the big the big shots, I guess, or the big names. You know, are all dressed in super nice and fancy. Like they they really set it up really well that was an experience that i just like i i can't wait to go back and qualify myself that's a very big goal i had myself as as well as is qualifying and going to usdgc i mean hell yeah
1: yeah monday qualifying is is one of the more unique right uh possibilities in the sport you know you can and and it's crazy, you know. There's been many years where I'm sitting here on on Saturday, and I'm like, man, do I do I get ready to leave Sunday morning and drive down to Rock Hill and right and give it a go, you know? Because it, you know, and then if you know, if you don't qualify, do you stay? Do you drive back? Do you watch? Right. Do you caddy? You know, there's many aspects to it. But USDGC is is awesome, and the weather is usually quite uh, quite nice and. I mean, you live in Joliet. I live in Michigan. It, it can get cold, you know, right after Labor Day. So right, you know, right. Some years, by the time USDGC rolls around, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to ready to wear shorts and a t-shirt again. So, all right, I'm ready right now. Sorry. I'm ready, I've I, I, I've been ready, <laughs>
0: I've
1: been ready. Although th- this winter has been like. I don't know, pretty weak, honestly. I don't know about you guys, but here, like, we haven't we haven't had many of those, like, negative days where it's, like, you know. Yeah, we haven't had those. 20 mile an hour winds. It's been okay. It snows it now. It's just, I'm just ready for it to be over with. Yeah, we, we recently have gotten some snow, but I feel like every time it snows, it's, like, 40 two days later and after <laughs> it and I don't know. Just messy.
0: Just messy. So as we come up to, uh, to the end here, what is, uh, you know, what is, I guess you kind of already mentioned it. So I kind of, I guess spoiler, but what is one goal that you have, um, you know, that, that you want to accomplish within these next two, three years? What is like, you know, that one goal that you have? Um,
1: I, you know, I'd say like a first goal is, uh, I want to win a tournament again. Like I, I, I want to, I want to win a tournament. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. I, I crave competition. I crave beating people. You know, right. it's, just, yes. it's just who I am. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I, I, I really want to win a tournament. Um. And I guess a, a longer term goal is I want to. I want to use that new. I've always appreciated disc golf. I just took it for granted, and you know, may may not have used my opportunities in the last couple of years. You know, because I I was very fortunate and lucky enough through, you know, uh, who what uh, La- I sponsored by Latitude and then Discraft, and then uh, Bill Thornton is my sponsor, and he helps me out greatly. And I was I was very fortunate to get to so many events, and. I just stopped appreciating it and that, you know, I just kind of took it for granted. Like, Oh, there'll just be a next one. There'll just be a next one, just be a next one. And then, you know, boom, you get a sh- shoulder injury. There's not a next one anymore. Right. Right? Totally. So I, uh, I, I want to use that newfound appreciation to bring my game to a level that it hasn't been at in a couple of years. And, you know, there was, there was a time where I was competing with, all the top guys, you know, and my play has wavered a little bit through the years. So I I wanna become a staple on the top couple cards, you know, again and and kinda uh restamp my presence, you know. Back into uh back into things, you know, and promote that brand. (laughs) No, I want that brand and then I you know, I wanna just uh Compete in the game I love, you know, with the, with reach the potential. fan appreciation. Oh, no, yeah. Do what you I, know uh, you can do. Hell yeah. Ex- exactly. And I, you know, I, I've had a, a long year. And, I mean, not a long year, a long career. Uh, many highlights, many low lights, But I still feel like I, you know, I didn't reach Super Saiyan. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't do all that I could do, you know, and,
0: now it's time I want, to get
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would very much uh, love the opportunity to to do that to well, to show the world what I have instead of just being complacent and right. unappreciative, which I kind of was
0: at the end. And, totally, dude. Well, thank you for admitting that. I mean, that's some people. A lot of people need to hear that, and hearing another man say that can really just make them just think, well, fuck, I need, a, I need to change, you know what I mean? Plain and simple, you know, that's how I, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, trust me, I, uh, it's just becomes clearer and clearer every day, you know, that, you know, that, you know, you just, you make mistakes, but, um, the key is admitting it, uh, being honest with yourself. Cause if you're not honest with yourself, you're really never going to have any physical or emotional or any, any sort of growth. totally well without without being uh honest with yourself and mature and you know take your smarts you know um and use them as motivation exactly yeah well said dude
0: well is there anything else that you uh want to share or any questions for me or any any shout outs any any uh anything you want to promote anything
1: uh, let me take a look here real quick and see. As if we had some notes we were talking about, see if I didn't uh, see if I didn't bring up something here. Um, um, okay, yeah, no. So shout outs. You know, I I really want to uh, say thank you to Discraft for sticking by me uh throughout my injury you know i didn't i didn't play much last year i played two tournaments uh i i did win one but you know i, I only nice. played two tournaments uh but you know just stick through me through the injury while you know i'm i'm not uh you know as, as big of an asset to the company uh you know on the on the shelf so i appreciate them um i want to thank my sponsors great lakes discs uh shea abby he's a Amazing sponsor and runs one of the best A-tiers in the country. You know, a lot of added cash, and he listens to the players. He just doesn't right. tell the players how things are going to be. He works with players to make Heck them yeah. how to make things how they should be. It's the best way to. Uh, awesome. Oh, exactly. And I'd like to thank Disc sponsor, Mitten Bags. If anyone's looking for uh, – I, I throw a lot of forehands, and when it gets humid and hot. You know, um, a forehand only has so many points of contact with the disc, so if you're slippery, that's not a lot of stability. And I, I've been playing 17 years, you know, and I haven't found any tool for uh, grip that works nearly as well as mitten bags do. So mm-hmm. if you're looking, if you're looking for something to help you with your grip, you know, I'd recommend getting a, a mitten bag. They're they're amazing. Um, I need to get one myself then. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, they're uh, sponsoring me and we're making a line of mitten bags with my uh, cat on them for a fundraiser. So Heck yeah, I'll buy one. It's about to be awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I and then so, you know, the person who's been there the longest and the person who has always believed in me uh, is Bill Thornton. You know, oh, I'm nice. sure I'm sure many people have heard the name. You know, he's he's. He's just the best. He's one of the nicest souls, most purest kind of souls you'll ever come across. Uh, and he has done so much for me. He has given me so many opportunities in the sport that I would have never have had without him, uh, gotten me to tournaments, you know, and I just, I I, I can never thank him enough. You know, he, he you know, he, he means the world to me. He's one of my favorite people. And I just, you know, thank you, Bill. In the That's bottom great. of my heart.
0: Sounds like an awesome guy for sure, man.
1: Really good guy. Yeah, no, I mean, if anyone's lucky enough to cross paths with him, you know, they will surely feel the same way.
0: That's really awesome. Well, Ziggy, it was a freaking awesome dude. It was awesome having you on. I can't believe we've already been on for an hour and 25. It really has not even feel like that at all. No,
1: yeah, exactly. If it's time flies. Time flies. Man, so you must be a good uh, guy. Yeah, Al, Al knows about Bill. Al knows about Bill. Yeah. Um yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate you uh having me on. I appreciate you uh letting me uh you know talk and you know giving me some exposure and
0: uh, letting,
1: you know. letting people hear uh hear some hear you know my stories and my side of the tape, and if anyone out there uh, struggling with an injury or, or trying to recover, you know it's uh it's not always easy. But focus on the positives. Focus on what can be, not what is. Um, yep. Awesome. And just just work towards it, and never don't rush anything back. You know, don't because if if you rush an injury prematurely then you end up being out longer than you were going to be. So patience is key. And I know this because I don't have any patience. (laughs) I've, uh, I've learned a lot of patience. So that's that, that's another positive uh, take from the injury is, is patience.
0: Well, heck yeah, dude. That's, that's awesome, dude. I'm, I haven't, I have none. i have none either. So uh, appreciate it a lot. You know I mean? It's some good wisdom and, uh, just keep leading by example, you know, there's a lot of people that I'm sure that are looking up to you right now. And, you know, if it's, if, it, even if it's one person, you know, you just keep leading by example because you're absolutely killing it, you know, appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No, and if anyone, uh, you know, has any questions, like I, I know I'm not, you know, one, uh, you know, one of the top guys, but any questions about forehand or, injuries or or anything about the game, you know, feel free to message me on Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an open, I'm an open book. Uh, book. The one, the the one thing I can't teach you is uh, handwriting because uh, (laughs) Al seems to reiterate that often, you know, uh, that's just my way of making
0: sure Al can read.
1: I don't recall that.
0: I'll have to pay attention next time we play together because I don't recall that. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Uh, with how bad my handwriting is, it's almost as if I was meant to be a doctor. So.
0: <laughs> well, oh, that's true. They, they all have terrible handwriting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always took that as a sign. So.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Like I said, dude, you're absolutely killing it. Um, I know that you're going to inspire some people through this. You know, through this talk because. It, it, it takes a strong person to get through what you're going through, especially for how long you've been playing. And then just now you got nothing, you know, like I said, kudos to you and way to, way to keep being strong, you know, not let it take, not let it take over you. You know, obviously I don't see you in a complete huge funk or super depressed or angry, you know, you seem to be pretty level headed and pretty, pretty okay with that. And that's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I, I try to be, you know, I still have moments of uh, melancholy, uh, but that's natural and it's going to happen. You just You're human let it pass like a wave and move on to the next thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, again, bro, I totally appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I hope to have you on. I hope to have you on again soon. Hope to see you before that though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I hope to see you soon too. And I hope uh, everything works out going on tour and your cats don't, you know, wail and yell and scream and yeah, they will be trying to escape be- the RV.
0: Hopefully, there's no crying kitties.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think my cat's actually wailing in the background right now.
0: <laughs> He's hungry. Oh, like I said, yeah. brother, thank you again, dude.
1: No problem, man. I appreciate the talk and uh
0: hopefully, i see you soon. Oh, I'll see you real soon. Heck yeah.